Hey, Soraya. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So today we've got another album in our album focus series. Yeah, this is a pretty great one too. Big Shot Chronicles from Game Theory. Yes, yes. And why did we pick that one? Well, I think part of it is especially because of our co-host today. Yeah. The one and only Ronnie Barnett. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we let Ronnie pick which Game Theory album that we would focus on. We came up with the idea to focus on a Game Theory album which is loosely related to the Paisley Underground, definitely not part of the Paisley Underground, but right. we did talk to Michael Quercio before when we talked about the most recent Game Theory album, and uh, he was associated with the band for a while, produced a couple of their early albums, early EPs, and was a part of the band for a little bit, and that part of the band didn't get an official release until Omnivore finally put that out. So um, there is a loose connection, but we wanted to dig into game theory a little bit more and we let Ronnie pick an album and Big Shot Chronicles it is. Yep. And who else is going to be joining us today? Because we do have a special, another special guest. We do have a special guest and Ronnie um, is, loves game theory. So of course we had to bring him in, but we wanted to have an insider in the band. So we decided to talk to Shelly, their keyboardist. So Shelly, Help me with the pronunciation. I would say Lafreniere or Lafreniere. Yeah. We'll yeah. ask we'll ask Shelly when she comes in. But she was the keyboard player and she sang backing vocals uh, with the band. So we're gonna have. I'm super excited about this. We're gonna have Shelly on so she can give us some little insider information as a member of the band. And uh, we're gonna pick some songs to play and hopefully Shelly will give us some insight. And uh, beautiful. So let's get started. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tune. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. Yeah. All right, can you hear me yet? Yes. Hey, Shelly. Yeah, so. Yep. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Yay! So we're still waiting for Ronnie, but Soraya and I are here. So we'll wait for Ronnie to join. Okay, yeah, this is my first ever kind of Zoom thing, so it's really exciting. Ooh. I've got my head in a box finally. Oh, wow! <laughs> Let me check with Ronnie real quick. Yeah, what is he going to make? What's he doing? He's so important. I know. <laughs> I know. Shelly, in the meantime, we wanted to double check the pronunciation of your last name. Is it Lafreniere? It's Lafreniere. It's how I say it, Lafreniere. But Lafreniere is perfectly acceptable. Okay. Trust me, with a name like mine, <laughs> I, I'm a stickler for pronunciation. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, yes. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Big Shot Chronicles was my first first uh, album that I ever recorded. And so I was really, uh, I was very yeah. young and really, just, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Wow. <laughs> I was just lucky. I was lucky that Scott allowed me this opportunity to, to be in a band because I, I had no experience. Oh my gosh. I, I'm liking this album choice even more. Yeah, I would have <laughs> never guessed that. There's, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, uh, I think I was just 20. I was 20. Oh, wow. Just a child. 
just a baby. A baby. Yeah, just, a little, just little out baby. of your teenage we, uh, years. <laughs> we recorded it in uh, North Carolina at the big, at the, uh, you know, at uh, the drive-in studio there. Uh huh. With Mitch's, Mitch's studio, which was really a really great place. Just, wow. I, I had no idea any place a studio would be like that. He had all kinds of super gear in there, you know, Leslie speakers and, and uh, neat special effects that he'd collected over the years and lots of little plastic monsters and stuff, little toys were around. <laughs> and, and, um, did he I have a dog? Oh. There was dogs. Fresh. Yeah, dogs, yeah. fluffy dogs. Oh, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly, may I ask, where are you located right now? I am in Woodland, California, actually uh, a rural Yolo County, unincorporated mm -hmm. Yolo County. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I live in Woodland Hills and I'm uh, south, uh -huh. but um, I'm also an interpreter, a Spanish-English interpreter, and anytime there's an appointment in Woodland, they call me, I said, mm, it's a bit of a oh. far drive. <laughs> so oh, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. Well, that's that's surprising because not very many people are. You know, it's kind of out of the way place. Yeah, I mean, happenstance. And uh, your farm is, are you dedicated to one particular crop or multiple? Well, or, no. Or are you livestock? I, I, chickens has been my, my area, but um, we really try to grow as many different things as we can. Um, Herman, Herman Farmer Man does a lot. He does all like the seasonal vegetables and the grain. He does wheat and safflower, which we feed to the chickens. And, and uh, I'm just the chicken mama person. And I <laughs> go around taking care of chickens for, that's how I spend all my time. I really will never, I, I was just thinking I'm never going to get to any of my art projects at this rate. <laughs> uh, what's, what other art forms do you work with besides music? Um, paint. I have a degree in painting. I'm a painter in uh, mosaics. Mosaic. I've done a lot of mosaic and um, oh, wow. I've been making beaded jewelry, like new necklaces. And I just have scores of things I want to do and imagine doing. And yet they, the, and I collect supplies, uh, lots of supplies that I organize and store, but <laughs> getting to the projects, that's another thing. <laughs> I do calligraphy. So I'm very familiar with the buying, storing, oh that's fantastic wow you are a multifaceted person ah the one and only maybe <laughs> all right hang on yeah. hang on there hang he on. is <laughs> i had to manually do it there we go oh, oh, no. hey. how's the lighting <laughs> Shelly! <laughs> Hi there! Shelly, aw. Shelly, you look great. I had a dream last night. You were in the dream last night, knowing that this was happening today. We were at a big event. You had all kinds of goodies and snacks, and it was fun. Oh, nice. Okay. Good. A clean, clean dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Not yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> party atmosphere. That's all. Party atmosphere. <laughs> That's me. Party atmosphere follows me wherever I go. Mr. Party. <laughs> I want to know what kind of snacks Ronnie provided. Dream version of Ronnie. And what, they were, what were they? They were multitudinous. Um, some of them were like little chocolatey caramel cake things. Uh, mixed uh, variety. <laughs> Let's what, start, what, we're going to make this a reality. <laughs> oh. 
I think yeah, we should. Everyone's invited. <laughs> Aw. All right, Ronnie. Sorry, so we reached out to, to so you. Late. Go ahead. No, no, no problem. We wanted you to be our guest uh, um, podcaster because of the fact that you're, like us, are a big game theory fan. But um, I wanted to take control and pick the album, but Soraya says, nope, Jeff, Ronnie is picking the album that we're going to focus on. So take a, take a, take a seat in, on, the, on the back burner and the seat in the back. And why Big Shot Chronicles, Ronnie? Well, first off, finally, you take a back seat, Jeff. Um, I've been trying to get in the driver's seat here for a long time. Um, look, I could have picked any all any game theory record, right, um, as a favorite. But Big Shot Chronicles just always has been has remained my favorite um, since it came out. I know uh, I know Lolita Nation is the celebrated one, um, the most celebrated one, and um, you know, really. I could have picked anyone, but I, I just, I love Big Shot Chronicles. I, every song I think is perfect. And um, yeah, I, I, everything about it. The cover is wonderful. Um, I have it here, my one. I had signed by Shelly there uh, back in 1988. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I, and I think it's a special time for the band too. It was um, the record after the uh, first lineup um they had formed shelly you can jump in and correct me if i get any of this wrong but they had formed on the real nighttime tour um and i think that's a wonderful way yeah. to come together by the way like on tour uh mm -hmm. for another record and then you know and then making this one so yeah it's a it's a the rare uh four piece you know the, this lineup only made this one record because you added donette after this um and gee yeah and Susie left yeah, and Susie left. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's a nice, uh, just a great snapshot in time for the band. Well, that cover, you're saying you love the cover is from, uh, you know, was Big Shot uh, was named after, was named after uh, the uh, photo lab where Robert worked, which was Big Shot Photo Lab, where they did all these blow ups and stuff. And so that's what we were using for our practice studio so that's why it's big shot chronicles and then the picture on the back is all of those big shots of course robert did a bunch of blow-ups and then we just set them up at big shot that's at the photo lab there in the back room where we did the practicing he wow. just set them all up photo, photo for that nice. does robert still have these blow-ups these are wonderful you know what we all got our own blow-ups i still have mine and in fact we are so lucky i have it right here a cat pissed uh -oh. on it though sorry <laughs> what we're uh, gonna see the real, the real big shot wow yeah. this is amazing yeah yeah we can we can take a moment of silence before this right <laughs> what <laughs> because the poster got pissed on or is that <laughs> It, oh. you, you have to look kind of hard to see that, but I won't be, I, I won't ever be completely rescuable because of that. <laughs> What's, the, hold that up again, Shelly. Oh, oh, you want me to get it again here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking so stiffly because I feel like I'm not used to having this phone thing on me, you know. Here she, here it is, here's this. Okay, wow. Wow. That piece is right here. <laughs> like as if I drooled on myself and then down the front it goes here where it's actually ruining the photo in this part can you see that part where oh my god yeah 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 
Yeah, sad thing. And my parents had it in their in their closet. Now I guess that's when that happened. Well, Shelly, that's going to look great in my room when I, I get that from you. Um. <laughs> you need that because I have no place to store it. It's, it's in my dining room. I can't figure it out. And I tripped over it and made a hole in the side just the other day. Like, See, at Shelly's house, a chicken might peck at it next. You never know. That's right. I almost was going to have my bumpies on my lap, but, you know, it's a nice day out. So I put it outside. <laughs> So Shelly was telling us that the album was recorded at Mitch Easter's drive-in studio. I want to hear more about that. Can you tell us a little bit about the recording of this album, Shelly? Well, uh, it was uh, it was really fun for me. Um, first of all, we did we laid all the tracks down, everybody playing together, right? Except my keyboard stopped working as soon as we got there. So I was really antsy about this. Everybody laid their tracks down and I couldn't do mine yet. They had, we had to go, Dan Valor and I took the keyboard into some place in uh, North Carolina. I don't, I don't remember the name of the city that that thing is in. Where is the drive-in studio? Is it? Was it Winston-Salem? Yes. Is that? Yeah, Win okay. Winston-Salem. Yeah, so we took it in there and it turned out there was a penny inside of it. So um, that was an easy fix. And then I came back and had to do all my tracks separately while everyone else had a day off or two or whatever it was. So, so people um, threw pennies at you, no doubt. That happened at a gig. So, um, I bought the keyboard from Nan, Nan Becker, uh, okay. who was yeah. theory. And so it, that, we don't know when that penny actually got in there. You know, I don't know if it was my doing or if it, if it came, you know, pre-pennied or what. That's interesting because it is the same keyboard sound. I never, I didn't realize it was the exact same keyboard, but it, yeah, yeah. That this record has that same uh, keyboard sound that Nan had. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice of her to sell it to me at an affordable price at the time. Were you guys on tour and then stopped in to record the record, or did you go just that's to North right. Carolina? We okay. Were, and we stopped in there for, I guess, a couple of weeks. I think it was just two weeks that we were there to do the recording before then finish the tour after. Oh. And uh, it was fun. Mitch was delightful. He was, that was the first time I met him and he was a delightful character. I didn't even know, you know, until I met Scott, I didn't even, I had never even heard of Let's Active or know who Mitch was or any of it. It was all brand new to me. So were you aware that he had recorded the early REM material and at that same yeah. studio? Well, really? once I once I met him and that was that yes, I did I did know then, but um didn't didn't know about him when I was listening to REM. Because wow. back then I didn't pay attention to producers. I didn't even really know what they did, you know. In fact, <laughs> I really didn't know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> were you in bands before game theory, Shelly? No, my very first, very first band and and Big Shot was my very first record. Wow. Wow. So what a way to, what a way to start. Yeah. What a amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we I would never have thought that back then, but now it seems it looks that way. <laughs> we were talking about the lineup. Can we talk about this particular lineup for Big Shot Chronicles? Sure. So so Scott Miller, of course, who's the main guy, right? Um, writes all the songs, sings all the songs, or at least majority of the songs. I, I take that back. He doesn't sing all the songs, but so, and then yourself, right? And can mm -hmm. you tell us about the other two members of the band? Susie and Gil Ray. Um, 
let's see. Uh, Susie was a friend of Dan Valor's and he just, he introduced them and, you know, Scott was very easygoing about, about the band members. You know, if you wanted to be in the band, he was like, yeah, you know, fine. And um, he, he had invited me though. I didn't even consider myself for it. Robert suggested it to him, but it had turned out that uh, he and Scott Vanderbilt were already thinking about asking me to do it. And then, um, and then Gil, you know, he'd been in a, he'd been in a, no, what kind of music is that? Black, it was Black something, the name oh. of his band, and I'm forgetting it. Um, black, not Black, Black, anyway. He uh, just came and tried out, and Scott was happy with him, and that was that. We didn't, there was no, uh, nobody tried out and then wasn't accepted. There was none of that happened. He just, whoever came first seemed Whoa. to be the way we went, and so. There's an early Gilray band, Rhapsody. This hangs on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> it's a great book. That is. All right. So Fade to Black was probably the band you're Yeah, that's for. it. That's it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I, I knew the black was in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to look on Discogs. I didn't know that offhand. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Ronnie, how about we play a song? Hey, first, I want to say a fun fact about Susie that I learned from all of our dear friend Bradley Scott. Um, Susie turned down Adam Schiff, uh, his invitation to go to the prom. I don't mean to bring politics into this, but... Uh, OMG! Yeah, did you know that, Shelly? That's an amazing fact, yeah, that Bradley told me, so... Um, I did not know that. I did not know that at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tasty oh. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Jeff. You're right. What was? I was gonna say, let's play a song from the album. Let's play a song. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, we had to pick two songs each, Shelley. So, uh, I am gonna start right. with uh, one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's the last song on the record, um, "Like a Girl Jesus." Um, it's, a great uh, song. it's beautiful. It's majestic. It's got very few chords. Uh, it gives you the chills at the end. Um, it has lots yeah. of cool, cool little keyboard parts, Shelly, that kind of, the production is, is Those unbelievable. Fun to play, fun to play. And um, I remember the backup vocals on that end. Uh, they, Scott and Mitch changed them around at the last minute. They changed them from a going ascending up to ascending down, so. Interesting. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, and there, there are live versions on YouTube of this, and it's, it's, it's a fantastic live song as well, so. Um, like a girl, Jesus.
失礼します。Yeah, what would you do that in the set, Shelly? Would that, that has to be like an encore or last song, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah, it usually, I'm trying to remember, where was that in the set? It, I think it moved around, actually. Okay. Um, but um, it was always fun to play. Fun song to play. Nice, nice keyboard, fun keyboard part, you know, there at the end, as well as the little stuff on the way there, you know. Right. I'm really curious what the original background vocals were like now, now that you mentioned that. Do you remember offhand how they went, the ascending part? Oh, uh, well, uh, I don't know if I could sing them for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but they, they went weird. up, they came, it just ascended up and they changed it to ascending down, which at first I didn't like as well. That's why, probably why I remember it. But as soon as going on, I think that uh, it probably was the right way to go. Yeah. yeah, and being the, the, so young and being the first time in your studio and then just at the last minute getting this thrown at you, right? We're going to we're gonna change this for the record that's going to be around for forever now. So. Right. Sometimes musicians, you get used to the uh, version that you've been doing and, you know, that happens with, with demos and stuff too, where you just, you get used to that, that arrangement and yeah, when it changes, especially last minute, yeah, that can, uh -huh. I get it. Oh, well, I, I, I tend to like things, you know, I like rougher, rawer type recordings and I'd often get attached to the rough mixes. And then when I hear the final thing, I would just be like, oh God, what did you guys do? <laughs> you smoothed out every rough edge. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as time goes on, I forget, I forget completely what the, uh, I ought to get out those old rough tapes and see what they sound like. Yeah, and now you're probably going to be used to the re finished recorded version, so those will right. probably... Right, then it'll bother me, yeah. <laughs> All right, Soraya, if you don't mind, I, I was going to pick my pick next only because of the bookend aspect, and Ronnie decided to start with the end, right? Uh, or maybe it, it makes sense to do my pick the very last, but um, I wanted to play Here It Is Tomorrow, which is the first song off the album it's the leadoff track and i always love the leadoff tracks for all of the records and usually there's some kind of weird sound effect tape loops that i imagine that scott did where it would reference some of the older albums sometimes with little clips but this one is just straight into the song here it is tomorrow and i just love the the beat where it's just the solid strong beat and the chorus is just as catchy as all get out which is typical for a Scott song, right? Some of these choruses you just cannot get out of your head. And um, mm -hmm. the, I particularly like the solo in Here It Is Tomorrow. Um, and then, of course, it ends with Scott singing um, What the Hell Do You Know over and over a, a few times. <laughs> Who can't love that? But Shelly, do you remember <laughs> recording Here It Is Tomorrow or any, anything about the track? Not specifically, unfortunately. Um, I've always loved the track too, though. I think it's a great song. And I, I have to control myself with these because I just want to sing along, right? And I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the shortest songs on the album. It's only two minutes and 17 seconds. Um, 
there's only one other song that's that short and it's the same time and we'll get to that later with Soraya but let's go ahead and listen to this this is the lead off track uh, from the Big Shot Chronicles by Game Theory here it is tomorrow I gotta say a couple things real quick. That keyboard where you're doing that dun 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 it's, with that beat, it's so strong. I love that. And the backing vocal, Shelly. Awesome. That's actually that the main one there that you hear the here it is too. That's uh that's Susie doing those. Okay, it sounds like there's a couple voices in there. Well, is it there are, but the main one that there is, I'm I'm part of it, but she's doing the main backup. On yeah, because I, I can hear you underneath too as well. Or at least yeah, you know, we always let he always had everybody as many voices as you can get singing because <laughs> it always makes it better but the speaking of that keyboard part we did open every set on that first tour with that song right and so i was supposed to go out first and start it right and just you know doing the dun 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 and then they would all come up and join me after i did it well one time i went out there way early and they weren't ready and i had no idea i thought everyone was ready right and i was out there for a really long time doing this and i finally just stopped <laughs> and he was that he's like no you don't ever stop you don't stop you gotta keep going <laughs> You're like four minutes of dun 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 dun. It's probably. <laughs> like, well, well nope. where are they? <laughs> that creates great tension, though, in the crowd. I like that. I like that opening. Yeah. Oh. It was. It was. It was a yeah dynamic, right? 
That song is a great example of Scott's songwriting with chords, just a bunch of chords going all over the place, but sounding, you know, like melodic and, and not sounding weird, but like, there's a lot going on in that two, two minutes and however many seconds. I mean, yeah. and that was one of Scott's, you know, strong, one of many strong things about him, his songwriting. And- Lyrically, I love the line where he says, young girl, say hello to your daughter. Just the phrasing of that. Just... Yeah, you know, that's always stayed in my mind, too. Uh, you know, I often refer back, even when Scott finally did have daughters, I kept thinking of that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it, it really stands out to me. But lyrically, I mean, there's probably not very many people like Scott who wrote the way he did lyrically. I mean, even the titles alone, when you flip through his catalog and look at some of his titles, they're just just so unique to Scott Miller. Yeah. Because he was smart sure. and, and most, most rockers aren't, aren't that smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I appreciated it as much as I could have at the time, you know? Yeah, you can tell how <laughs> intelligent the man was when you look at the any of his writings. Well, I thought it was really great stuff, but I didn't I didn't appreciate it as, as much as I do now. Maybe that's what I should say that, that says it more like, you know, now I have a much even more appreciation of his lyrics than I did even back then. Wow. All right, Soraya, where are we going to next? So my pick, my first pick is I've tried subtlety. And um, first of all, talk about the start of a song. I mean, just kind of blows me out of the water every time I hear it begin. But it's this line towards the end. Lots of quickness now turns slow and darlings, this one is for you. I've tried subtlety before, but I will not anymore. I just love that. I've tried subtlety, but not anymore. I've tried it, but I'm not. I love his writing. Yeah. So Shelly, go ahead. And anything you want to add about this song before we play it? Oh, well, we used to make up, and I had posted about this on Facebook, so maybe you have already read it, but they, um, we used to make up titles, uh, joke titles for all the songs, and this was my favorite one. It was, I've tried some butt lately, and it still makes me laugh. Wow. No comment, Jeff. Play that track. We'll never hear it the same way again. <laughs>
anyone seen the video to that? I don't think I have. Yeah. Really? I don't think <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think I did Neither you haven't seen it either, Ronnie. I don't think I don't I don't remember it. If I you know, yeah, I don't think I have. I mean, there was only one single from the album, right? Erica's word is the only single that was released for the album. Am I, am I mistaken? Yeah, it was a video that was done by uh, Fred Uhos as oh. like a friend of ours. Just, just we're just gonna make a video for this song thing. It wasn't like an officially played on YouTube type video. Uh -huh. but it's, uh, it's, it's full of us. Uh, very special, entertaining bits. <laughs> That's why I haven't seen. It. I, you know, someone's posted it. I know it's been on Facebook somewhat, so okay. it's out there. We, you just got to go look for that debt because it's very entertaining. You know, we're, we're uh, it was, uh, it was crazy. Directed by Fred, the original bass player. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. Nice. Still in the family. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us anything about the video? Well, um, it's just got a lot of us acting really silly. You know, like. <laughs> I, I actually earned the official name. Scott started calling me party animal after that video. Because <laughs> I, was, I was crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I was talking about making faces and, you know, didn't have to follow any kind of, you know, traditional, you know, we're trying to sell this song video. It was, it just went from us playing it in a room to different clips of us, uh, oh, with duct tape and bottles of booze and, um, uh, jumping, everyone jumping on the couch, and yeah, yeah, you'd have to see it. It's got a very, I'm the star at the very end. I do a very special ending on there. I gotta go, you guys. I'm gonna go find this video. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Do you yeah, think I'm not on YouTube looking for it already? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I just want to say about that song. It's, um, that song is, is uh, and there's a few on this album that were, were Scott, um, it's a simple, so it's not one of those complex ones I was talking about with all the chords and weird progressions. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's simple, and, but it's got that amazing bridge in it though, that, uh, yeah, comes out of nowhere. So, yeah. Which will lead me to my pick. I think, is that where we're going? Sure. Cause I picked yeah. another uh, simple song off this record, uh, where you go in Northern and, uh, this song doesn't even have a bridge. Um, and it's, it's it's just a very simple chord. It just shows that Scott could, uh, he didn't have to have all the fancy stuff uh, to write a really uh, beautiful, melodic, great, complete song. Um, and it's song number two on the record. And um, I, I think it's a great transition out of that great bombastic opener um, into where you're going Northern.
Bravo. <laughs> I swear, every time I hear this album, I like it even better than the time before. It just gets better and better and better. So, Shelly, do you remember recording this song or anything about this one? I do. He just said like, he wanted the keyboards to follow the vocals. And so that's what they do through most of the song. They are just following the vocals. Nice, soft, soft, inviting keyboard patch. <laughs> so did you Wonderful. pick the, the, the patch to play, the sound to play? No, I did not. Remember, this was my, I was very, uh, I was the inexperienced one for this record. So Scott was pretty much, you know, showing me what he wanted. And um, I didn't start doing writing parts until the next record, which is which one came next. It was Lolita, uh, Lolita Nation next, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. The Nation, I had a lot more input on it. Um, <laughs> he's got it there with our we have all our autographs and I always did I always copped out with the monster I did the monster that was because that way I didn't have to come up with any clever things to say I'll just oh you said this, this monster on well there. look at this one Shelly you wrote that one you can yeah the monster yeah, and see? a nice message I don't even come up with anything you've got more than one record with a monster have, on it the monster is <laughs> on every one of them yeah so yeah <laughs> <laughs> mine Mine have nice no signature. signatures on it, so I've got the Rationale version and the Omnivore, and I've got no signatures on my my copy. Yeah. Oh dear. I have to work on that, oh, but dear. the Omnivore version is pretty. God, that's a beautiful color, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> I love that. Yes. They yes. uh yeah they did a great job with all the reissues, um, as they do, love Omnivore. Yeah. Let's talk about that, Shelley. How how did you feel about Omnivore reissuing? Um, at least the oh that was very exciting I was very excited it was like reliving the whole thing over again like our record just came out it just came out you know it was it was really fun I really uh it was a very happy time I threw a party even I, mean, I hardly ever do that <laughs> all, the chickens, all the chickens were invited Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Always. Of course yeah, they did the invited. slow rollout, too. So they didn't just put them all out in one day. So, you you know, there was one. Right. Something to look forward to for so long. Yeah, that was really nice having them all come out. And it was and great that Gil got to see, you know, the initial ones come out. I know he was really happy about them coming out again. And Yeah, and, you know, the, the Lolita Nation uh, party was the last time I saw Gil. Uh -huh. So um, I glad for that glad that 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 event even yeah. took place you know so that i could have that fun with them there's nothing like a party at shelley's i can vouch for that so <laughs> oh now uh, yeah. often all the snakes come out of the ground um just saying all <laughs> oh, right right that did happen at one of <laughs> that was one of chris's infamous birthday yeah. parties yes where he he always gets the sounds of yeah the bass the base, the base cabinets drove the snakes out of the ground. You yeah. guys, we're not kidding. These Wait, so this out. is a this is a real story. This truly happened. Yeah, it's true. True. We have we have incredible sound systems here. The too many of them. In fact, we have we have too many sound systems. So for parties, we like to get them out and do the outdoor sound. Well, the the base was so uh, it, the snakes started coming <laughs> out. They just all started coming out. It was incredible. Wow. <laughs> They were, uh, you know, gopher snakes. They're gopher wow. snakes. Yeah. I love that story, but I'm glad I was not at that one. I gotta say, <laughs> I, I'm not a snake. I'm not a snake guy. 
So. <laughs> All right. So for my pick, my last pick, uh, I chose Crash into June, which surprisingly to me was not released as a single. I could totally hear this song as a single. And I mentioned earlier, the only single that actually came yeah. out was Erica's Word. And um, again, it's just another upbeat, great song by Scott. I love the muted guitar, but we were talking earlier, Shelly, the keyboard part is just fantastic. And I think you mentioned to us before we started that um, it was another part that Scott came up with um, for you to play. Yeah. Do you have any recollections about the song or personal thoughts about Crash into June? I, I really like this song a lot. I think it's a great song and it's very fun to play. Definitely a fun I would to play imagine song. so. All right, well, let's listen to it. So from the Big Shot Chronicles by Game Theory, here is Crash into June. About this time the girls are rising early. I'm gonna find a way to get back someday. Put your hand in any other They suggest piano lessons For young beauty queens And I know just what they need If I answer to a different hunger should have been a single yeah sure, sure that keyboard sure. part is the hook mm -hmm. yes that's a 
You take credit for that, Shell. Yeah. I'm gonna give you credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking. All right, all right. <laughs> the in, I'm looking through the insert on the omnivore part, and there's this picture, Shelly, of you and Scott uh, at your keyboards. <laughs> it's like he's playing the opposite side. What's the? Is there a story behind this picture? Well, there's a whole series of those, and there's a. Is there the, the rubber snake on my keyboard? <laughs> is there a rubber snake on there? It's, um, there's a rubber snake there. And, and Scott, Scott went through this whole dramatic uh, thing of, of like Robert taking pictures of him rescuing me from this rubber snake. And I'm like, at one point, you know, he's got it. He's rescuing me. That's what I remember from that. And see, I'm, just, I'm the only one recording there because I'm doing those keyboard parts after my... Um, you know, my keyboard got broken, so I was all alone doing the recordings. And uh, yeah, so that's why. He's so there. This, this was actually uh, at the drive-in uh, recording studio. Yes, that is actually the drive-in studio. That is the drive-in studio. Wow. It's a garage, right? It's it's really is a drive-in. It's a garage, correct? Converted. Yeah, it it is converted okay. yeah you can't actually drive in right right studio, right right but there there's a car <laughs> that you drive into yeah it's a converted garage um it's very plush though and it was um it was more than one room hmm. more than one room there's like an area with couches and stuff and then there's a separate recording room and then there's the room with the uh you know all the fancy yeah. recording equipment. The wide fat tape. <laughs> I still have a piece of that somewhere, of the wide fat tape they used to use back in the day when they recorded. Oh, wow. They still use that fat tape anymore. Yeah, I don't know. There are, like, it was like this one. It was like this, yeah. you know? So that was for the multi-track, right? For the 16-track version before they <clears throat> they would convert it down yeah. to the quarter inch or half inch or whatever. There's another great picture of... of there are yeah there that's the room that's the room yeah and then <laughs> wonderful i love this picture of the four of you too it's great <laughs> yes there was several of those with us making a lot of faces and that was taken with the uh uh at big shot with their um you know their passport camera mm. they had passport pictures there you could get your passport so we were we were playing with it <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea about the title. Were you aware of that, Ronnie? That, no, I, I didn't get that. I I I thought it was it made what well, it probably made a lot of people. It made me think of Big Star. I didn't know if it was a reference to Big Star. I, I didn't know what Big Shot was. I didn't get that. Big Shot. But now I feel dumb. But uh, Big Shot Chronicle. Yeah, the bit all the big pictures on the back. I feel really dumb for not getting that uh, for so long. And oh, but that's the reason though is is that Robert at the time worked at a photo lab on the corner of Ashby and Telegraph in Berkeley called Big Shot Photos, and they uh, they did all blowups there. But that's where our practice studio was. Okay. We could practice there. Uh, his let us practice there, so that's why it's Big Shot Chronicles, and why there's all those blowups. Right. Yeah. Did I, did you? I'm repeating myself, but I don't know if you heard that. That's okay. Story. Yeah. No. No. I heard. I heard it. I just. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear it till today. So I. It all makes sense now. Big Shot Chronicles. I didn't get it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, you weren't there at the beginning. I was talking about stuff and I, I couldn't remember if I said it then or not. So what was Dan Valor's uh, connection or relationship to the band? So I know he's always been very much a part of the band, but what was his relationship to the band? Well, um, 
from what I can tell, he was just Scott's really good friend. And um, he was really a big fan of Scott. He's very, very, he's very dedicated to Scott, like, uh, you know. And so then he, um, he went with us as our tour manager on the first, on that first tour. So that's how I got to know him mostly there, just on the tour. And um, their friendship went on and on. As far as I know, they were still very close uh, until the end there. So uh, just a really good friend. And he came up, he did vocals on stage with us before. And I, I'm pretty sure he's, he helped on Lolita Nation. He did something on there or some record he's, he's helped with, did vocals or something along those lines. I don't recall exactly. Okay. How many hotel rooms on that tour, Shelley? How many, would you all cram into one room or did you get? Oh God, no, we had to sleep together. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we'd all cram into one room with two double beds and we all have to sleep together or um, we slept on somebody's floor if possible. We'd always try to get a floor first because we had $10 a day per diems on that tour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, raking in those bucks. And um, so, yeah, it was, I do not know how many hotels we stayed in. I really, I don't know. I was just wondering how many rooms. Yeah, yeah. Some bands get two rooms, some oh, cram no, into no, one. Never, yeah. never got our own rooms until, you know, unless there was some special circumstance. Right. Um, it was. Meaning the venue together. would pay for them. Yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> right. Or, or um, there was one time when uh, one of our fans' parents actually owned a hotel in town. Oh. And then we got my carte blanche there. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ronnie, how did that work out with the muffs as far as uh, rooms? Would you guys all have to share a room as well or? Um, no, we would, uh, you know, early on when we were, when we were younger, we, we would get two uh, and kind of switch off uh, who would room with who um, and who would get the room to themselves. So it would yeah. rotate. And then at the, during the later years, it, we, we had our own rooms. Um, it's funny, wow. accommodations nice. became very, more important to me than the uh, gigs uh, uh, at the end. Uh, I remember we were talking, we met the promoter who took us to South America. And I, my first question was like, how are the accommodations? You know, um, so um, I know it's not very rock and roll, but that's, yeah, we, that's what we did. And I threw a fit in Italy because I had a the bathroom down the hall and they had bathrooms in their rooms. So. I know it's embarrassing now. We we all broke down at different times, but I know when I think back on things <laughs> I threw a fit about, I'm like what was wrong with you? <laughs> right, right. I don't want to eat there. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I totally lost it one time because we had used one. Uh, we were staying at a big. We're playing at a big like uh, frat house type place. You know, a lot of people lived there, and we'd been given one room to get dressed in, and I had my suitcase and stuff in there. Well they moved all of our stuff for us right and they didn't move my specially sized ziploc baggie in which i keep my damp washcloth in and i was livid I was just, and i've got to find another baggie you know <laughs> that is hilarious i love these rock star blowout moments. Uh, you're in close you're in close you know as Shelly alluded to, you know, you're around uh, the other members all day, you know, so uh, things, yeah. yeah, tempers can, can flare a little bit over little things like a washcloth. At least that was easily, uh, <laughs> easily replaced. <laughs> yeah.
yeah, but at the time it seemed impossible. Right. You know? <laughs> when will I be by a store, you know? <laughs> All right, Soraya, what do you have for us for our last track for today? My last track is the only lesson learned. And um, I, it's, I like the song. I think also, Ronnie, just going back, the song sounds, uh, Shelly, I have to admit, I'm not a musician. They are. I'm not. So for me, it's just sound. And it sounds simple. Mm -hmm. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But um, the, the song itself is, you know, not too complex, but it's still very powerful and very good. And the this line is what kills me every time it comes on. It's not my fault. I don't want to hear a thing they say. The only lesson learned is appearing okay. I don't know. It just gets me every time. So the only lesson learned. Line. I don't know, Shelly, do you have any uh, anything you want to share about the song before we play it? Uh, nothing in particular is coming to mind, but once it starts playing, I, right. it may jog. <laughs> Beautiful. The only lesson learned. That one's got that Nan Becker keyboard sound, the, the bridge from the early to the uh, yeah yeah that lineup yeah yeah I did not uh, I I didn't get a D I got the DX7 later that tour was just the one keyboard ah. and then later uh, I got it the DX time for uh, Lolita Nation nice so then I had two keyboards you know two looking oh pro. yeah 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 like Keith Emerson territory there. <laughs> you could have joined yeah, yeah, Utopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
one hand on one keyboard, one hand on the other keyboard, right? So I'm um, loving it. Uh, there was only a, there's only a couple of songs I got to do that on, but every time it made me, you know, I really felt powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so I should mention that uh, Big Shot Chronicles originally came out in 86 on Rationale Records slash Enigma, right? And then we mentioned Omnivore. Uh, that was 2016 when Omnivore put that out. So um, this album is definitely available via Omnivore, and they're always having sales too. So um, it's a good place to get the Big Shot Chronicles. It's worth the full price, though. Don't wait on the sale. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that what is, a great. I just want to say, because it's been mentioned a couple of times, Erica's um, Word is a perfect song. That's a song I would play. If, if nobody knew Game Theory, I would play the America's Word. And, um, and I think it, mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect some you know sums up the band quite well. That song is so great. So, um, yeah, all that talk of it, it, it it's a worthy single, uh, and I love that song. And I would have, again, I could have picked a, every song on this record, but um, I want to tell one more story. Speaking of Nan Becker, I don't know if you know this, Shelley. Um, this uh, you know the first uh, Game Theory record, Blaze of Glory, came in a plastic bag. Okay. Uh, and I, I right. owned it and somehow I lost, you know, somewhere along my move from Texas to California, I lost it. I didn't have it anymore. And um, a few years ago, I was searching for it and I found one on uh, Discogs. It was kind of like the Omnivore one. It had the inserts like pasted on a regular white album cover. So I wrote Nan, you know, we've been friends on Facebook. We've been friendly um, for a, a few years and um. I wrote her and I said, like, were any, you know, just a question, were they all in plastic bags or did you do some like this? And she's like, I think they're all in bags. I think somebody must have done that. But if you are looking for the record, um, my mom has one and I'm cleaning out her stuff. And next time I'm in Sacramento, I will get it and, and give it to you. I didn't bug her about it, right? Cut to about a year later. Um, yeah, she writes me and she's like, I got the record. This is Nan Becker's mom's and Joseph Becker, their mom's copy of Blaze of Glory. Um, and Nan signed that too. And um, and I took it out and she never played it. Nan's mom never never played this record. Yeah, yeah. Of so course. <laughs> I broke the twisty tie on it. But so That's yeah, I, it's one of my prized possessions. I have Nan's mom's copy. That is oh, I, wow. I, I I had one too, but back in, you know, I had a, that plastic bag looked ugly <laughs> sticking out of my records and whatever. So I just put it in the bag. I kept all the paper stuff and put it in something else. Oh, for shame, for shame. I don't yeah. have my plastic bag. No, it's, bag. it's a, again, yeah, again, it's easy to lose. And yeah, it stuck out. I mean, you know, stores must have hated that record, you know? <laughs> and, now, and now it's funny. And it's funny that the the little bag is now highly sought after. Yes. I mean, who would who would have thought? Right? Yeah. <laughs> who would have thought that? I certainly yeah. didn't think it. So. All right, Shelly. I do love that whole concept even more now than I did at the time. You know, of just putting it in a trash bag. I think. Yeah. No. Really really, great. <laughs> I think did did they not have covers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just like let's put them in bags. I think it might have just been a financial choice. Right. I mean, it might have just been cheaper. I don't know. Or just trying to I make it stick out. Yeah, just was. trying to make it different from the other records, which it certainly did. Yeah. Or it was. So yeah. <laughs> it still is. 
There, there's not been another record package in a plastic bag, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm not aware of any. No, I'm not aware of any. Especially not a trash bag. Right, right. You know, it's, it's not just any plastic bag, it's a trash bag. One of Game Theory's many innovations. Ah, yes. So, Shelly, any last thoughts on Big Shot Chronicles that we haven't covered in the songs that we picked? Well, um, I did want to say before I forgot about um, I've tried subtlety. Say all the all the kids from nine one six came down in there. That lyric that they are talking about Sacramento's um, area code. There. Nice. All the kids from nine one six came down, moved to the Bay Area, which is what we had done. Ah. So that's what he's referring. To. I mean, I don't know if anyone is familiar with that, but it's kind of a, you know, obscure reference if you're not familiar with the area codes. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, yeah. And what else about, what else about Big Shot Chronicles? Um, yeah, nothing's coming to mind. That's, is, is Gil playing guitar with Scott on a Regenus Rain, excuse my pronunciation, Regenus Rain? That's, I think that's how you say yeah, it. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, you know, he did it live with him, but I don't recall if he's doing the recording or not. Okay. If he's record, if he recorded the guitar or not, or if Scott just did them both, and then later when they did, we used to do that song, um, you know, with the full thing, mm -hmm. and and it only became later in the tours that they started doing it as a, uh, you know, an acoustic thing with the two of them. Okay. Okay. Is that a made-up so word? I, I don't know. Is that a real word or what is was it? That? Yeah. Okay. Janice Rain is a made up word. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I always thought. Yeah, definitely. So um, did did a lot of these tracks stay in the band set list throughout the Um Yeah, there was always a couple of them. I mean, certainly we did Erica's word a lot because that was a, you know, our our one of our our single and uh here it is tomorrow. Yeah, a lot of them did stay. Our our set list, it changed nightly. We did not have a set set list. Um, it's we brought up a new one every night. Wow. Scott did wow. a new one every time. So I mean, it was often similar, but it it we we brought in stuff all the time. And then you know, if it was a an audience that really wanted did a lot of encores, we'd be digging those things out. So mm. they did stick around quite a few of them. Wow. Nice. Uh, and then, of course, a year later, you make that double album. So that's a lot more material. You know, that's how it, yeah, that's how yes, it goes. Yes, the old been. tracks get pushed out. Two Steps has some really fun, some great songs on there that I really love to do live as well. I mean, but I, I, I really, I, I went on that last tour just to do uh, Waste in the Knees live. That's what I wanted to do more than anything. Let's play Waste in the Knees wow. live. It was a big inspiration. <laughs> go on the tour you know just to do it <clears throat> two steps is very underrated um i don't know why maybe it's because this is the follow-up to the to the opus but uh yeah two steps is, yeah. is wonderful it's really really it is a great album yeah, yeah. it really has some great uh great stuff on it and um i remember at the time i wasn't happy with the mix as usual that's a, <laughs> that's a story of my life so. um, <laughs> but now i listen to it and i I can't think of anything I would do different. You right. Know? Ah. All right, Ronnie, you picked the album. Any last thoughts from you on big, the Big Shot Chronicles? Uh, I think uh, I think I've said enough. Uh, just 
the record speaks for itself. Um, and I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad I picked it when I picked it. Jeff's like, Oh, I didn't expect that one. Um, I didn't No, yeah. I didn't expect so, that. Was and then, and then he writes me that night, like, you know, listening to it now. And this is, you know, wonderful. So, uh, and, and, well, um, thank you for picking it. Uh, that's, that's very, uh, that's really great. And I thank you for picking that. I remember record. talking to Gil, Gil said it was his favorite too. So, um, yeah, I remember that. I remember it was Gil's favorite, and that's that's interesting too. That's because, probably just you know, he had his own song on there. He had some of his own material, but I guess that doesn't really well necessarily make something that your favorite. Often, when you're in the band, the place and time that that's what that's why you like it. You know, like yeah, that's true. So that's true. yeah, uh, I'm guessing Lolita was a little more difficult to make, and yeah. Well, you know, the Lolita Nation, it was it it was a very open recording thing. Like it's because there was all that extra room there, we just there was a lot of freedom going on and a lot of stuff was being written and finished in the studio. So it was just a very for me, it has all that kind of memory. So it's got that um you know, creative thing going on. Whereas these other records were much more controlled when it came to the recording. And uh, so, you know, as far as the records themselves go, I couldn't say which one's my favorite, but I had the most fun recording Lolita Nation. And that was in the same studio? Was that the drive-in studio also? No, we did, we did both the uh, Two Steps and Lolita Nation at CD Studios uh, South of Market. Oh, okay. South hmm. of Market in San Francisco. Ah, so Mitch Mitch flew out and uh, yes. had to get used to Mitch a different place. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my confusion because I, I, I knew that Mitch was involved in that and I didn't know that he went to other studios other than Reflection and Drive-In. So that's interesting. Right. Wow. And it seemed to me that after doing all the recording there, Scott, he went back to the drive-in studio to do final, you know, uh, mixing, tweakings. Yeah. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Add ons. Yes. Nice. Just special touches. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Soraya, any last thoughts on the Big Shot Chronicles? No, and for our listeners, if you haven't ever listened to it, please do. This is a great album. And now I'm sorry, Shelly, I'm always going to hear uh, the parody title of I've Tried Subtlety <laughs> every single time now. You could say it out loud. You could say it out loud, Soraya. I've tried some butt lately. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> God, we thought we were so funny. Uh, but uh, I like the girls are the ones to have said that on this podcast. Not the hey. guys. <laughs> Equal opportunity. No, but thank you so much, Shelly, for joining us today and uh, adding adding to our discussion. Oh, Great album. Thank you for inviting me. I've had a splendid time. <laughs> And Ronnie, thank you for picking this album once again. No problem. Thanks for having me along on this. Uh, you know, I'm the extra guy here. So no, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're in the driver's seat today. <laughs>
Very nice to meet hey. you too. All right, Shelly. Nice meeting you too. So Ronnie, you could take us out since you're you're driving this thing. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, I always say at the end of these things, Shelly, they're going to talk about us after we sign off. So you guys be nice. Um, you know, <laughs> keep your keep your true feelings to yourself, and um, I will see you all. I will see you all soon. But not right. Bye, Ronnie. Bye, Shelly. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hopefully. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Try to. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good afternoon. All right. You as well. All right. Bye-bye. She's gone and he's gone. And it's just us. It's just us. So let's talk about these two. How, how cool. I mean, I love all the stories that she added. And it definitely gave this, um, gave our discussion um, an interesting, an interesting twist. I, I loved everything she added to it. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were a little bit well, what a great I was gonna say we're a little bit concerned about the dynamic of having Ronnie as a co-host and then having somebody from the band, how that would all play out. At least Ronnie was a little bit concerned. But um man, that was very, very it couldn't have been more perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And it add to the to the energy level. There those two are friends. So that certainly helped out oh no it, that's very apparent yeah it's very apparent but what i like is the synergy between the two of them you know just made it all very natural and um this is such a good album and i think you know i think your initial reaction what did you think ronnie was gonna pick i thought i thought either lolita nation because that's the big double album but I was thinking Real Nighttime the, mm -hmm. before this or Lolita Nation. I did not expect the Big Shot Chronicles. And I, so. and, I and I think that's important to note because I think people are very, very quick to jump to Lolita Nation and kind of sleep on Big Shot Chronicles. But Ronnie's right. You could have picked any track from this album to talk about or to highlight. And they're all good. And notice we pick six songs right mm -hmm. and they show this variety not just of scott's songwriting but of arrangement and so like you really hear different sides of this band come through all of these tracks and there was a there was a re-release 20 2013 Am I right? Um, I know the Omnivore came out in 2016. Was it 2016? Yeah. Which has a bunch of extra tracks. Yes, yes. Um, 2016. And uh, you even get more of that. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, I always like to see where these albums, uh, where and if these albums are available digitally. Um, and iTunes carries, um, uh, this album as well of Big Shot Chronicles and they've added in the extra tracks and one of the things that kind of tripped me out uh, as I started listening to the extra tracks the bonus tracks was a version of Linus and Lucy oh yeah I remember that you know the Vince Guaraldi song yeah and uh, I loved everything about it and so you just go wait 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 I'm in the middle of this album by this pretty mind blowing band. And then they give me Linus and Lucy, you know? So it, it, 
it just goes, I think, to the variety of influences on the band. And, um, you know, it seems like Scott never shied away from an artistic challenge. But then also listening to Shelley say, you know, he had a very clear vision of how he wanted things to sound. And like for him directing her a lot on Big Shot Chronicles. It was just interesting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was the first time that she had been in a band. First time that she had Can been. you imagine being 20 years old? This is your first album. And look at who you sit down with in a band. Yeah. And as a producer, you know, walk in a room, boom, 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 Mitch Easter. <laughs> yes. That's pretty trippy. Yes. And this album, it, man, talk about holding up. Um, it originally came out in 86 and this is i honestly feel like it's better today than it to me than it was when it came out literally every time i listen to the album it's better than the time before it's such a good album it's really great the material holds yes you know it's still relevant oh yes it, it's not dated no 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 not at all uh, and man what an arranger scott miller was and uh it the vocals and backing vocals on this album are, are a lot of fun too um just just a great release um one of the things that i always remark about when i listen to game theory is how melodic but like hauntingly melodic hauntingly scott voices yep and I don't know if it's the range, I don't know if it's the arrangement, but like it gets me. It, and certain songs like um, "Like a Girl Jesus," you know, listening to it one more time and having Shelley there, like it was a very different experience listening to that song. And it's it really is a beautiful song. It is. It is. Yeah, but yeah you can't go wrong if you if you haven't listened to it in a while go listen to it yep and if you've never listened to it go listen to it Ooh. and before we close out i did want to say one more thing we were talking about a couple of weeks ago when we came up with the idea you suggested that we let ronnie pick the album as long as it was a game theory record which we know he's a huge fan of this band obviously you've you've seen over the last hour, what a big fan he was. Um, and then when we asked him to pick two tracks, it took like two weeks. He he was going back and forth on which were gonna be his two. I think I think we really put some uh put some stress on his life to narrow one of his favorite albums down to two songs. Uh, and I think he had, I think he struggled with that to to try to come and like he said, uh, you could pick any two songs in this album, and they're fantastic. So, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to hear the album and hear such great things from a band, right? And then you go on through their catalog. Great, great, great. And to know that Scott Miller's gone and Gil Ray is gone. Yeah, half the band. You know, it's just, it's, sometimes it's, it's bittersweet. But, you know, but we have it, right? We have this great product. It's just hard to know yeah. that both of those people are gone. Both of the males in the band are gone. 
And we still got Susie and Shelly, and man, what a great guest she was. Exactly. Yeah, Shelly was fantastic. It was so nice meeting her and hearing her stories. Okay, but you're in a band, right? I'm going to ask you, do you guys make parody titles for your songs? No, we've never made parody. We have different titles, yes, but none of them were ever, never parodies. Like, I, <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I just thought that was so funny, and I think it just points to yeah. um, where Scott was very serious about his work. It seems like he had a very wicked sense of humor, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did she say who came up with I've tried some butt lately? <laughs> no, but she said, because she said we would come up with parody names. Okay. And the parody name for I've tried subtlety is I've tried some butt lately. But I just thought that was funny. It's hilarious. It was funny. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard that, but yeah. I, would, I would assume every band Scott's you know, a funny way to refer to their songs yeah. or... We would just say either like a keyword or sometimes um, if it was a long title, we'd take the first letter of each word and sometimes it would spell stuff out, but nothing that was ever comedic or had any humor. Like a twist on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just or we'd so call funny. it the the whatever song, like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the fast song or the country yeah. the country song not by title but something like that all right let's play the country song next or, and everyone knows what it is yeah, right knows what it is. but yeah nothing ever with the this little edge of humor to it so oh my gosh too funny that was hilarious ah, this was this was great yes i always love having ronnie on and mm. he never ever steers us wrong no he doesn't Jeff, I hate to say it, but how good do we have? Screw on, Paisley people. Awesome. Oh my god, amazing.